ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the gun racks and Nord Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper Pokes. Call me Joey, and with me, we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin. We are very excited to have you guys today. It is April now, and uh, we are so excited to be out of the winter, winter months, even if it is pouring rain outside our respective homes. But we got a pretty cool episode lined up for you guys, and uh, we're excited to get into it. We're going to talk about the gathering. But before we do any of that, we got some shout outs and we got some Drew's clues. So who are we shouting out? So uh, I was able to get confirmation from... Um... You remember Richard Johannes, he commented recently on one of our podcasts saying that he enjoyed the podcast and you called him a bot. Well, according to Richard, he is, quote, indeed not a bot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to make sure we got confirmation, but I'm not going to lie, that sounds like a... Little sus. Well, something a bot might say. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> I'm not a bot. No wonder the hood don't like us. <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, Richard, uh, thanks again for uh, commenting when we posted it on YouTube. So last week, or I guess last time we did Drew's Clues, the answer was the MG42. And uh, we actually had a winner. His name was BR underscore tactics. Uh, yes. He, yeah, he commented on YouTube. So... BR, if you're listening, uh, send us an email at marketing.sdi.edu just with a good shipping address and a shirt size, and we'll send you a free shirt if you'd like. Now, on to this week's Drew's Clues. So, this firearm was made in 1865. During the Civil War, this rifle was called, quote, the rifle you could load on Sunday and shoot all week long. It was a favorite of Abraham Lincoln, and it became the inspiration for the classic Winchester rifle. If you want a super deep cut, it's also the rifle featured prominently in hit children's book, Rifles for Weighty, for anyone else who had to read that book going into fifth grade. <laughs> summer reading. Remember summer reading? I don't I think they do that anymore. I might be wrong about that, though. I remember it, but... I don't know if that was ever on my list. Like usually yeah, they just had like kind of a, a deep cut. I mean, usually they just had like hatchet or like Captain Underpants or something. But googling I mean, is summer reading still a thing? I'm not seeing a lot. Maybe they finally gotten rid of it. I'd be a little sad. Like I liked it when the libraries did it. Not so much like the school. yeah when the school like, decided to impose you with a book report. Um, yeah, like minute one. Yeah, that was like. I don't know. It was nice when it was optional and like, hey, if you do it, you get so many points or stars or whatever. And then, you know, you can use that for, stars. yeah, you can use that for something actually cool instead of, hey, you have to do this. Yes. We're uh, going to give you an assignment on this in the second week of school for no reason. Yes, you know who so. doesn't have mandatory summer book reports? Is it Sonoran Desert Institute? I think so. <laughs> Unless you're taking summer classes. Yeah. I mean, in which case, you know, yeah. that's on you. Yep, yep. 
So Sonoran Desert Institute, a.k.a. SDI, is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, otherwise known as the DEAC. And uh, since we're a firearms podcast, let's talk about our firearms program. So currently we offer two programs in firearms technology, the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology and the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing. So we got a associate's degree program and a certificate program. If you would like more information, please head to our website. It's www.sdi.edu. Over there you can find stuff like um, – you know, our programs, course info, tuition info, stuff like that. So again, that was www.sdi.edu. Now, we're going to go into our main topic for today. And um, Joey, you're going to kind of take lead on this because I didn't get to go this year, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Air horn noises, but... Yeah, so Palmetto State Armory's The Gathering was uh, two weeks ago, I think. And I went out there with uh, one of my clients on my side of things, not with SDI, and uh, covered it for the two days it was open and uh, had a pretty good time. There's a lot of good products out there. And yeah, so we thought we'd talk about that a little bit. Of course, uh, the last time we talked about the gathering was a year ago. It was Drew's very first event. And we had a lot of fun. We had uh, some some guys with our crew that knew all the people we got the inside track on that thing we had a booth we got drug around with the palmetto state armory official bigwigs uh i even got to interview the ceo and the c i think the cmo if not someone you know very high in the marketing runs of things she was great this time i was flying solo and it's a very different experience yeah so i got to see things from that side of things is very different, but it also seemed to be a little less heavily, excuse me, a little less heavily populated than it was last year. That might just be perception though. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting and manning a booth, it feels like there's a billion people surrounding you at all times. And I was walking around, so that might just be it. There was a lot of waiting in line, which is, you know, so fun. And there was a couple of big vendors that were actually missing that were there last year that weren't Smith and Wesson was not there this year. Really? That was odd. Yeah. Super weird. But of course, there were some wonderful people out there too. Leopold Optics was there. SIG was there. IWI, also known as Bay, was there. And quite a few others. Uh, Taurus had a presence there. Of course, Palmetto State Armory did. Canic, Glock, and uh, many others. So I spent most of my time going up and covering events. So trying to find the demos that they did. There was only one really big one. They had a couple of police dog demos, which I did not cover because it wasn't really relevant, but it was still kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, it was kind of weird. I feel like anytime you got like dogs doing cool stuff, it's definitely something that you want to go There's a dr- see. Yeah, they stuck it in the middle of everything. So they've got like a couple tents where all the booths are set up and then there's gun ranges out in the various corners where they have that set up. Then they just have the dog smack in the middle of the fairgrounds there. (laughs) So they had a pretty good audience most of the time. That's always fun. Dogs are good. I thought it was a little weird to have a police dog booth there 
because it's more of a general public thing, but I'm certain there were, well, actually, take that back. I know for a fact there were plenty of LEOs on their off days there, so mm -hmm. I guess that does make sense. And uh, so I went skeet shooting with a Benelli M4, which is not what you're supposed to do with a Benelli M4. That was a lot of fun. I'm trying to think of big guns, not big guns, but like name brand guns that I hadn't shot before. There was, last time we were there, there was new stuff. Uh, the PSA Rock was out new. Yeah. Um, the Galil Ace Gen 2 was out. I don't know how new it was, but it was new-ish. Not a lot of people had gotten their hands on it yet. That was cool. And then um, the Smith & Wesson CSX was pretty new too. And that's been pretty successful since. This time, the Masada Slim was out. That's only a few months old, I believe, which is essentially their Masada's their striker-fired kind of budget handgun. And then the Masada Slim specifically built for concealed carry. I actually, we talked about it when we did our Joey's Got a Brand New Gun couple of episodes. Yeah. And uh, I had eliminated it at the time because I thought it was too tall and too skinny. Or not too skinny, but the capacity was poor. But I went and shot it and actually was a fan. Well, I think that's the nice thing about the gathering is like them having the ranges out there. You know, oftentimes, you know, Shot Show has like a range day. But like, you know, with uh, with the gathering, I feel like it's range days. Yeah, that's all it is pretty much. Uh -huh. So that was pretty cool. You can't really, you know... You've got like five rounds for these things. And uh, so that's always, you know, it's hard to <laughs> do a review off five rounds. Sure. But I think what I'm going to do with some of it is is call it snapshots where we get the footage of me shooting the five rounds. And I just use that to augment their stats that they have, um, their their hard info, and turn those into to content that way. It should be fun. Uh, Mantis was there, which is always one that I fangirl over. That's a firearms training software and product, where basically you load either in your AR-15 or handgun a light. You can, it tracks where your bullets go and then tells you what you can do to improve your shooting. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. There was a mag, I forget the name of them, the mag carrier. There was one that was just coming out for civilian markets. We had a big old mag box basically strapped to your chest it's like a pez dispenser but for ar-15 mags <laughs> um that is what they described it as it was pretty cool basically to reload instead of fumble if you don't have a lot of training and you want to reload but you don't want to fumble around your pockets or whatnot yeah you just yank it out of there it's not the most gainly thing I've ever seen, but it wasn't. It's not quite as bad as it sounds. As I'm relaying it, okay. it fit pretty comfortably. I'm trying to think of other big ones out there. Those are the really big ones. Got the chance to shoot a lot of similar things to what was shot last year. Um, the Masada Slim was definitely the highlight for me as a pleasant surprise. I shot it and I was like, I am going to hate this, and I picked it up and I was like, Holy crap, this is great! They are actually hold on. We'll cut out the the dead space here, but let's see. I want to see if there are any gun dot deal sales on it right now, so I can give you a. This is what this is going for. Yeah, holy smokes! Okay, I've got the Masada Slim with. Wow, this is a cheaper gun than I remember. Yeah, I've got one saying it's from three seventy six ninety nine. Um, twelve plus one capacity, which is more than I remember it being. That's a really good deal. Yeah, that's not bad at all. On a handgun. <laughs> um, it's the the uh, frame is a little 
tall for what I like to conceal carry, but a lot of people do not have that problem. If you appendix carry, you likely don't have that problem at all. Mm -hmm. Um, sub $400. Are you like, are you kidding me? That's incredible. Definitely worth an investigation. I shot the P365 Rogue. Let me see if I can find that one too. Because I was like, hey, can you show me one? You know, they have their big pile of stuff. Weird, I can't find it on here. I was like, can I shoot a P365XL without the red dot sight on it? So I'm just not, I should be into that. I'm not. Most people aren't. And they had that instead. And uh, it was pretty freaking sweet. Uh, I actually had the chance to shoot that. It might have been the Spectre. Maybe it was the Spectre. I was about to say, are you talking about the Rose? Like the one with like the rose gold accents and stuff? No. Uh, sorry, we're digging through the internet trying to find this bad boy. Um, it looked like the Spectre, so that might be what it was. Forgive me if that's not the case. It's one of their high-end carry guns, for uh-huh. sure. My... I think my regular 365XL cost $650 and it was not on sale. This one is on sale significantly and it's $850. Uh, it looks like the retail is $1,300. Um, yeah, pretty cool stuff. I actually got to shoot that. I've now shot my 365XL quite a bit, but I didn't shoot it for some time. And uh, now I've shot both. So my intro to the platform was actually not my own gun. It was <laughs> it was that one. It was pretty, I don't, CZ is what I fanboy over, but it does seem like I just end up with SIG every time. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm starting to accept it. Starting to accept it. And I have yet to run into a, I know people dunk on them for, for dropping or whatever. And they dunk on the 320 for essentially being a chunk. But I have had good experience with experiences with them myself. So mm-hmm. I might have to start branding myself as a uh, SIG and CZ guy and IWI. Dang it. It's truly hard out here for him. Yeah, I just wish there was. I it's, just wish there were some good brands, you know. Like, yeah, it's so hard quality to be, work. Yeah, to be a gun lover in, in today's economy. Yeah, that was great. Galil Ace Gen Two slaps. We talked about that last year. Mm-hmm. I love my Gen One. Which, <laughs> the whole. Uh, I got a really. We went. I went shooting a bunch with Rocondo Operations Group, which we talked about a few months ago. Once. And I got a really nasty case of slide bite. So my Galil Ace Gen 1 is covered in blood right now, which I will have to clean off. Not quite that metal, but the Galil Ace slaps hard. I'll have to do an in-depth re- review of that one of these days. But the Gen 2 just takes things that I don't like about the Gen 1 and makes them better. Mm-hmm. It's always what you want to see. The Jericho uh, Enhanced Rocks or Advanced it advanced or enhanced dang it enhanced ah i was right the first time uh jericho enhanced is pretty good it's kind of big but that's all right i liked that quite a bit the springfield i wish springfield had had the hellion i did not see it um that was fun might have been might have been wrong about that though that might be me i don't know yeah Love a good bullpup, although I shoot lefty, so bullpups are not quite as readily available to me on this kind of thing. 
And yeah, so it was it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I adore Palmetto State Armory. They do a lovely job. Um, it just was, there were a couple fewer vendors than last time, and I wish they were, I definitely missed them. Uh, Smith & Wesson rolled out a new product called the Equalizer, which I really would have liked to have gotten my hands on and feel that mm -hmm. one out. So I got pulled over by a, a Palmetto State Armory guy, kind of a big wig over there who's a pretty private dude, so I won't name drop him. But he was like, "You're, you know, you work for this client. You're, you're the managing editor for for these guys." And I was like, "Yeah, hey, I am." He said, "I have something for you," and it was a little token. Um, that was a oh nice uh, official Palmetto State Armory affiliate token, which is I was like, "Oh, I've made it! I finally did it." <laughs> You got um, a coin. So yeah. Those are uh, like if you're, you know, you know, a dude, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear or whatever else, you probably have a junk drawer full of them. But uh, that was my first one. And I've been working in this industry for seven years. So that one felt good. I will not lie to you. I thought you were going to say it. It's like, oh, you're the host of the gun rack. No, yeah. that's is that is that Josiah Upper? Folks call him Joey of the gun yeah. rack. <laughs> Surprise, I am 400 of the 600 downloads that you have per episode. Uh -huh. I have a bot that does <laughs> um, Or whatever our stats are these days. He's 60%. I refuse to believe that anyone listens to this podcast. It's not legal. But yeah, it was a good time. And uh, I still had, you know, even if this, a lot of the stuff was similar to what it was last year, it's still going and shooting for two days. Mm -hmm. It's still a lot of fun. And there was some inclement weather, which meant a lot of the casuals were run off. And not again. Which is I, the dream. I feel like every time you go to the gathering, there's always some bad weather. Please tell me that this time around, you at least didn't drive to the parking lot in a sedan. I did not. I drove in my SUV, uh, which is coated in mud still oh i bet two weeks later and i was scraping the bottom of the car i was like oh. <laughs> um and Recondo operations group which i'll tease out now i did a couple classes with last week been a really good week a couple of weeks for me in terms of hobbies but um their property is similarly unfriendly to cars so my car is just freaking gross and i gotta clean it well, you said it was like almost in the middle of nowhere out there, like Eastern North Carolina. Yes, it is. It is. Um, you lose reception for about a five mile radius of the location. So I had to both times I've gone, I've had to navigate my way out by compass. Mm -hmm. It's um, near. It's near Vietnam, isn't it? It is. It is near Fayetteville, and uh, it is. I've got T-Mobile. T-Mobile hits all of them rural areas with at least one bar, but it's like I, I've never heard of this place. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about that one in a couple of weeks. That one's pretty exciting. Cool, cool, but cool. Palmetto State Armory was good, and we wanted to talk about that bad boy too. So For sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I when I went up to um, Great American, there was also some, like, you know, some of the firearms big hitters that – we're absent from that. I am wondering if like companies are starting to really sort of scale back their event budget. I'm uh, wondering that too. I know. A lot, I mean, obviously a bunch of companies cut it down during COVID and I'm wondering if they're just hesitant to bring it back or what the deal is. Well, hopefully 
Yeah, hopefully it's just a temporary thing because we always like having more. Yeah, I hope so too. The first moment of State Armory, there was, I mean, this place was still packed, don't get me wrong. But uh, having like every major firearms vendor there Mm -hmm. was, that was pretty cool. It's wild. Like you'd have someone like, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. HK, like almost all the way down the way. And so like having someone like HK, like at, you know, the very end. Yeah, and they were in the exact same spot. I thought that was weird. Huh. Yeah. Maybe they like it there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's their zone. <laughs> yeah. Do you bump into uh any of the people from last year? Like, you know, we met with the we met with gunskins. We saw Langley there. Yeah. I I wish we had, had seen uh Langley again. I like I like him quite a bit. No, remember the guy who called me Smurf? Yeah. Yeah. That guy was there. He did not recognize me. Which is fair, because uh, that's a pretty busy man. But saw him, and that was pretty much it. That was kind of, I, I feel like I'm being such a downer. It was still a good event. I just was out there by my lonesome at an event for the first time in some time, and it hits a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like you can operate the GoPro either. No, you can't. That was, uh, I kept begging people behind me to take videos of stuff and Folks were super nice to oblige. That really should be a two-person event. It, it, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. It was like, holy smokes, this is not efficient for one human being to go to. It's also different. SDI, when they're there, is a premium, high-level vendor there. They've got a big old chunk of land. Everybody comes and says hi. When I am a journalist, I'm in a mess. I'm probably, outside of the heavy hitters, the really the, the household names, I'm probably one of the larger ones out there with my client. I feel like I'm being dodgy about it. I'm not sure if he wants me name dropping them or not. That's sure. why I haven't said anything. We've got more than a million followers. So they're pretty big. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, some random dude coming to get footage, but there are lots of people in front of you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, a, it hits a little different for sure. Um, which is, you know, I'm not special, so uh-huh. I got over it pretty quick. But it was definitely, I was like, dang, I did not, that's on me. I've been spoiled. I didn't budget enough. Time yeah. <laughs> um, did they have the uh, mile shot challenge? I did not see them have it open. It might well have been, and I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But I did not hear that big old gun go off, and I did not see a line. So it might have been there, and I just missed it. Gotcha. I mean, honestly, it could have just been, you know, one, the inclement weather. You know, it got really muddy once you went down that hill. Yeah. Um, maybe it was just like too much to, you know, it also was so popular. It caused major delays to all the other events. That is very true. <laughs> that it was, how long did I stay in line? I mean, I remember you stayed. It was in, like three full hours. Yeah. It was it was hot that day too. It was like super humid because it had rained. It was. Yeah, you know, we were, we were freaking bacon. Yeah, I like the video that came out of that though. It was pretty funny. Did we ever get to even publish it? I don't think we did. I think it's on our SDI TikTok actually. Oh, okay, great. And that well, might be the only that place still exists. Yeah, it like we we won't get rid of it, but we don't really post anymore so if you're yeah. if you follow the sdi tiktok and you're wondering where the content's at too bad i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> try it fail they do not yeah. 
do not like guns, which gives us very little to share out there. <laughs> like e even more more than guns. like YouTube. Like, well, granted, YouTube recently has uh, cracked down even further on. Have they really? Yeah, yeah. About uh, one or two months ago, I don't know if you remember, but like a bunch of uh, gun tubers were having their channels struck down and stuff. It's hard out here to do video firearm content. Yeah. Um, but that's why we like the audio medium because we can. I know talk. we're safe here. Yes. <laughs> this is uh, our safe space. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun though. We did we did have fun. Cool, 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 cool. All right, are we ready for some tales from the range? Always. All right, this is a pretty short one this week. It's uh from the highroad.com. This is ZM or ZM. Zim. Zim. Uh, That's how I choose to believe that. <laughs> After clearing a range gun, I handed it back to the dealer. He checked the chamber and pulled the trigger with the muzzle pointed at my chest. It didn't strike me until I got into my car what he just did. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, short, but like... People are so dumb! <laughs> yes. Um, Zim, we're happy you're safe and alive though yep glad to have you here buddy yep and while i cannot more strongly encourage you to support local and, and work with your local ranges understand that just because someone is behind a counter does not mean they're a firearms expert it doesn't mean they're not either <laughs> yeah. yeah we have a lot of people that work behind the counters here but don't take it for granted still operate safely and don't just trust that they know better, especially when it comes to rules of firearm safety. And I'm pretty sure that story was posted in like 2011. But on the off chance that, you know, you're listening, Zim, don't be afraid to explore your options, too. You yeah, know? I would probably I would probably <laughs> never return. Uh, uh, if that if that happened to me, I would never return. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of the gun rack. I'm excited for uh What's coming up ahead of us? Dude, do we want to tease stuff out? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we have four episodes lined up now. We've got a spring concealed carry edition coming out. We've got a... Uh, I have attended two classes with Recondo Operations Group. Mm -hmm. uh, the summary of which actually is one of our most popular episodes ever. So pretty excited about that. Took some, some shooting courses with them. Got embarrassed by some people that know better, which is always yeah. fun. I've watched them, their respect of me, drop visibly on their faces as the oh, name no. went on. That's always a great there. time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good. That's one of those where it's like you want to cry a little bit, but you're just exponentially better at the end of the day than you were when you got there. Oh. Um anyway we got that coming we have two of those and then we have our second annual uh firearms draft coming the week of the draft which is uh april 27th is draft day for the nfl and uh, so we'll be doing our firearms draft and we have some guests this time that's gonna be fun yeah i think it's gonna be uh you know a lot of you guys seem to like it last year and uh we tried to make it a little bigger a little better and hopefully a little bit more official um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I won't tease who's coming, but I will tell you that it's not just Drew and I doing this one. Yeah, this year Joey and I aren't even making picks, so we brought in like some uh some awesome people. I think some heavy me, hitters. Yeah, me and Joe are going to kind of act as analysts this year. Yeah, uh, Mel Kiper, Todd Todd McShay. Yeah, um, we have to figure out which one of us is going to talk like a 1970s radio announcer, but we'll have auditions. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. No, it's going to be super fun. We're excited about it. All right. Well, Joe, you want to take us home? Yeah. All right, folks. For now, that is the gun wreck. Have fun out there. Stay safe. Have a great Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. We will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.